were those last words, Dave Lyon? You just got off the question bus and you landed right in the heart of Kier here. We got ourselves a Dave Lang weekend. No holidays, no special chocolate, just you and me. Well, it was actually the Team GFB Radio Presents Dave Lang and the CCG All-Star Spectacular. So it was not just you and me, but you and me were present, and it was spectacular. Another edition of Team GFB Radio, solo cast on the road edition. Uh, it's your boy Dave Lang. Uh, I'm at PSX. I recorded a ton of interviews with some interesting people. Uh, tried to get some different people for the most part than what I normally talk to. Uh, I want to spread the love around a little bit. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, these are fun to do. Uh, I was very, normally when I come to these shows, I'm really, really crazy busy and I forget to record until like the last possible minute, and then I feel like overwhelmed, like oh, I'm never gonna find people to do. But I got, I, I did it right this time. I kind of paced it out. I talked to some people Saturday, some people Sunday, and uh, I think I got well over an hour worth of interviews for you. So hopefully you'll find them interesting, uh, as they're all cool peeps who I like a lot. And uh, without further ado, let's get into the first one. I guess um, the first one is uh, Matt Kessler. And Jeff Gersman assisted with the interview. Um, I was interviewing Kessler, and Gersman was interviewing me while I was interviewing Kessler. Um, so that was fun. The Kessler interview was interesting because uh, I tricked him into saying some bad things. Uh, I felt bad about it after the fact, so we bleeped out some of the details because uh, it's not fair to him because I was I did definitely trick him into saying something stupid. So uh, shame on him for falling for it, but uh, you know the show must go on. So. Uh, without further ado, here is uh, Matt Kessler and Jeff Gersman. Uh, PlayStation's Matt Kessler, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. I'm uh, on top of the world. How do you feel about the PlayStation experience as a whole? I mean, it's like, look... I've been in this industry for a while now, almost nearly two years. I've seen some stuff. I've seen some people. I've seen some folks. And I've seen folks having fun. And people here seem like they're having a lot of fun. Do you, the one thing I will give you is that's the, one of the worst non-answers I've ever heard in my whole life. How do you really feel about it? What's, what's, like, what's the thing you think is the biggest turd on the show floor? <laughs> I'm the biggest turd on the show floor. I know, the game. I mean, that goes without saying, but what's the biggest game? Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Me, again, I'm the worst game on the You game. have there has to be one game you fucking hate more than anything else. What is it? There's. Are you going to do this? Are we really going to do this? Yeah, I mean, I want to know if you're fucking real or you're some fucking business suit, an empty suit with no opinions anymore. All right. The people want the realness. Listen. Remember your giant bomb roots and be real and authentic. I'm being torn between my two, the two folks I came from, the two families. Legally, if you say giant bomb, I actually have to show up. That's, that's un- the unfortunate truth. Where did you come from? I just, look. I got people. I know things. The swoop and poop. Yeah, I do a little swoop and poop. Was he this uh, kind of like deferential and lying and just like not answering questions when he worked for you? Uh, when he worked for me, he did the things that I asked and then didn't do the things that anyone else asked. It was a real problem at a point. Well, that was good for you, though. Oh, it was great for me. 
Uh, is this why there's no longer interns at Giant Bombs? Uh, that's that's part of it. Yeah, no, no more interns. It was just like at some point, it's like, why are we training these people to go on and get better jobs than the ones that we have? Yeah, it's also like there's the one where your skin factor has got to be high too. Uh, there is a little bit of that, but yeah. you know, I'm actually looking forward to the day when someone takes me down and ascends to my position just to put me out of my misery you know all right kessler we've, we've given you a minute there with delightful banner to come up with the worst game on the show floor listen dive kick came out two years ago if you want to talk about the video game that is the worst video game for the show floor i guess i would have to say Dive Kick came out two years ago, man. Uh, but we just released our last free piece of DLC, an amazing character, Fencer from Nidhogg. And we finally reduced the price. $5 now, all the time. Is that a bad reason to bring it to a show? What a horrible fucking partner you are. I have a, a question here for running my own interview over here. Uh, it, what took so long to get the Nidhogg Fencer out to shelves? Uh, that seems like something that, I, I don't know, maybe would have been done a while ago. Um, originally, this is better when I was giving the interview, by the way. I, liked, okay, I prefer yeah. that. Originally, we wrapped up development about a year ago, and then we ended up in certification hell. Um, our friends at Microsoft had this bug they wanted us to fix, and we ended up trying to fix it, failing, trying to fix it, failing, trying to fix it, failing. It took us a year because we had a third of a person on it the entire time to finally get it done and get it out to the fine people, although Kessler wishes it never happened because he's an awful person. Kessler, what's your deal? Like, why do you insult people like that? Listen, I've, some things have happened. I'm... I'm trying to get better. I'm sorry, Dave. I lashed out at you. I took it out on Dive Kick. I took it out on the Fencer. So non-Iron Galaxy games, what's the worst game on the show floor? It has to be one you just dislike and you don't think it's cool. It's fine. You're allowed to have an opinion like that. Is it Battleborn? <laughs> you know what? These Lost Guardian? Questions. These are fantastic questions. It's, it's, it's probably a first-party Sony game, right? I mean, you know, you the show? third party. You're like, it's MLB The Show, right? <laughs> it's that fucking right? There's no games. Yes, the worst game on the show on the merits that doesn't exist. Oh, I don't have to tell folk that you do not like their game. Interesting. Interesting. Are you sure you're not thinking of something else? Well, it's the game by... You just put their game on Blaster. I don't... And then it turns out you haven't even heard of it. Holy shit. Holy shit. I'm under the impression that you were talking about something that doesn't exist. If, if it does exist, it's probably great. When I cut this video, this interview up, it's going to be fucking dark you for you, son. I think it's bad now. It's going to be bad remember. now raw. All I wanted to do was give away some video games, okay? I'm here with a dumb bag full of video games that I'm trying to give away to the people, and you are putting me on blast, man. Put yourself on blasters. You're, why would you? He's like an indie darling, and you've made fun of his game. Why would you do that? I, listen, Chain is a legit awesome person. Yes. That's like to hear a Sony representative... Oh my god, you're just the worst. You don't know the name of the games you're putting out. <laughs> Holy shit. You realize me falling back into laughter and torture does not read on the microphone. If this was a camera, this interview would be fantastic. You'd well, have there's a camera right up there. We're filming this whole thing too. This is gonna, this is going up on my YouTube channel. <laughs> it's, it's new guerrilla style filmmaking. Streaming it out on Hitbox later. <laughs> um, Jeff. What's the worst thing you've seen at the show? See how you, watch, you can answer this. See how easy this is? So I have only gone and seen one game so far, but I've walked around the show floor. And I will actually, the joke answer I fed him, I think Battleborn is like this insane thing that I don't understand based on having played it at E3. Like they haven't built, they have not made a case for that game as to why it should exist. 
this hobby grade thing. I don't know. It feels like smoke and mirrors. Like I don't. It's, I'm I'm waiting to see how that shakes out. So but. see, that's an opinion. It's an incendiary opinion. I don't agree with it, but it's a free country. He can have it. So what the fuck are you doing on your phone oh, for? Shit. What is wrong? With- it is a real video game. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about something else. I'm so, I'm so. I this is all getting cut out. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Say Please. what you want. It's getting cut out. Oh, like, you're a shitty partner. Oh my god, are you shitty? This is why you work with Shane. Shane. Shane knows what to say. Shane knows how to calm the beast. Um, one final question before you get fired. Um, what's the most like? What's the weirdest food you've eaten this week? Um, I went to the Mel's Diner and I had mozzarella sticks, and that was pretty messed up. Sounds right. Checks out. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I guess Kessler, thanks and sorry about the whole unemployment thing. God I'm going to go interview Adam next and tell him this happened. We're not looking for interns anymore, by the way. <laughs> God damn it, it's so expensive to live out here. What am I going to do? You expect me to dance on the street? Is that what you want? I can't give away free video games on the street. I need this. Hey, you, maybe you could buy my cutting this whole thing out by giving me a game. What do you got? Let's see. I, mean, give me I, saw, him, I saw him give a guy a copy of Jackbox Party Pack earlier. Oh, my <laughs> God. Amazing. So oh. there's one copy. Also, I can't be bought, you piece of shit. God damn it. Sony trying to buy. Look at that. Trying to buy this. You didn't even have to think about it. I just threw it out there. I threw a little whiff of corru- corruption out there, and you jumped on it. I just, oh, I needed this. I need this. automatically the media. He's not just a game developer. He's a double threat. You're a turd. And my rap game, too. Oh, that rap game. Triple threat. Drinking. Acting. Or acting. Quintuple threat. Wow, you didn't even have to think about it. You just went right in the bag and tried to buy me off. This was It was out of love. Sure, the game that came out was... But it, there was a gesture. Now you're love. banging on... Holy shit! I don't believe you did that. But you guys are doing it. Hey! <laughs> nothing! You've taken everything from me, Lang! Wow. I Now I'm actually going to feel bad about airing this, but I'm still going to do it. It's fine. All right. Uh, Matt Bodega, thank you very much. I want to die. Jeff Kersman, thank you very much. Anytime. Next interview is Gio Corsi of Sony PlayStation. Uh, if you guys watched the PSX keynote, uh, Gio actually gave me a bit of a shout-out, uh, reference to the Rapunky story, um, which was pretty cool. It's the first time a name has ever been uttered on a keynote like that. Uh, it was very surreal, very weird, and very cool of Gio to do, so thank you, Gio. Um, above me on that, though, I'm friends with Gio. I've been friends with him for a long time, and he is one of the coolest people I get to work with at PlayStation, and he also is kind of Kessler's boss, so I was getting him up to speed with just the, the awful things Kessler did. Um, without further ado, Gio Corsi. Uh, PlayStation's Gio Corsi, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing good, Dave Lang, how are you? I was doing well until a second ago I interviewed Matt Kessler, and it was stunning how quickly he turned on some developers in the PlayStation family. <laughs> really? He said is his most hated game of the show by right okay like indie yeah who doesn't love yeah um he said it was his most hated game of the show and then he made fun of well made fun of it really really i really i i didn't even try that are hard you, are you uh clowning me right now or look at him it? he's sweating he's, he's fucking he's dying inside <laughs> He's going to be uh, unemployed. We're going to have to have a little chat with Kessler on Monday. And then no. I, I tried to... Uh, it gets worse, actually. So then 
uh, I'm like, hey, give me a game and I won't air it. Just like it's a joke. And I won't what? Uh, give me a game and I won't air this. Okay. Just a joke. Yeah. Obvious joke because I can't be bought. I'm not corruptible. <laughs> he dove into a bag so fucking fast and tried to buy me off with games. Like, instantly. It was the saddest thing I've ever seen. Unbelievable. Um, We're going to have to have a, ta- a chat with young Kessler on Monday. At 9 o'clock and at 9.05, Kessler's out at the door. Smart. Yeah. Uh, good job at the keynote today, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, how, I, how, I had to give a shout-out to my boy. Oh, that was really, really surreal yeah. also. Yeah. Like, did he just did he just say? Yeah. Like, is this a dream? Is this, like, weird? To- I've been to Japan seven times, and I've never seen it like that. I guess i got to go with Dave Lang. I've... I've seen some of that stuff. I know. Um, as we know, you melted my phone. Mm. All, the, all the people on Twitter uh, letting me know in yeah. case I wasn't aware already. In case you weren't aware. That now everyone knows about Gibber Pungied. Yeah. So that was pretty good. <laughs> well, they just got to listen to your podcast and they would know the stories. Well, I mean, obviously. I mean, what you share on the podcasts. Yeah. What there's, imagine yeah. what I left out. Imagine what you left out. Imagine what parts I left out. Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine what parts of the Kessler interview I didn't air. Yeah. That oh, yeah, you didn't air. tell me about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Um... This dinner night's going to be good. Yes. We're going Always to a place good. called Cookhouse. Yeah. It's basically a private kitchen that people can rent out and bring their own chefs in, and they make meals there. Have you been there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Have you been? Nope. Uh, I'm so, a cookhouse virgin. So it's really cool. It's a, it's like, it's a different chef every time. Okay. So you never, you're like, it's great every time, but tonight might be a turd. We'll see. Okay. See what happens. Okay. Uh, but it should be a good crew. Okay. should be a good crew. I'm looking forward Is to it. Is the missus joining us? No. No? Smart. Yeah. Good time to get tanked up. That's right. Let's go. I'm done with my keynote. I don't need to. Uh, <laughs> I don't need to be a good boy. Are you no official responsibilities? Are walking the floor now? Uh, that's right. Just meeting people, uh, playing some games, and taking lots of photos. Um, a lot of photos. A lot of photos. Yeah, I was uh, standing the right in the middle. The hockey jersey is very popular with uh, the crowd. I mean, like I said, side business. Yeah, side business. Just make absolutely. it happen, right? Yeah. Why not? That, um, that and moonshine. <laughs> um, can you actually make moonshine? I can. Yeah, I make mean, the I make I mean I make the Italian limoncello, you know. Oh, you told me how you do this one. Yeah, yeah. Walk me through it. Walk it. Me through no, 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 <laughs> no. This this interview is over. <laughs> um, it's basically you just put like gasoline in a jar with lemons. Pretty right? much, yeah. And just let yeah, it sit pretty there. Pretty much, let it sit there, and you know. Uh, I, I did limoncello once. Vladko made me drink it. It was no, it was grappa. Mm. He made me drink garoppa. That's great. Yeah, different. And I almost died. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you big baby, you just try limoncello instead. Like, it was a, like a fruity, like, girly drink. That's funny. Yeah. And then I tried a limoncello I and know. then almost died again yeah. instantly. So I'm expecting it to be this refreshing no, citrus no, blast. No, 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 no. It's, it's basically the uh, the harshness of grappa with a hint of old lemon. Just a, just a twist. Yeah, of old lemon. Old lemon. Yeah. Um, bottom line, the bottom line, don't drink moonshine. Right. Like, it it will age you. No good will come of it. It will age you. No good will come of it. Uh, what's your favorite game you've seen on the show floor? I've only seen about a third of the first floor here, so uh, I I, uh, I haven't seen too much, but I'm, I'm a big fan of Dead Star, uh, the, what the guys at Armature are doing. So I've, I've seen footage of that exclusively basically at PlayStation conferences. Yeah. Um, who... Uh, who is their rep? Because I want their rep. Who is their rep? Yeah, at, who is uh, their rep at Sony? Because I want that. I want that working for me. Uh, who is their rep at Sony? Well, they talk to me. They talk right to you. Yeah. Sorry, Shane. I'm going straight to the top now. <laughs> Smell you later. Boom. Hey, could you tell him how quickly he flipped? Uh, it was like, like flipped which way? Like negatively. <laughs> he, he didn't need a reason to he, go negative. Like there was some. Yeah. No, he did not need a reason. It was just like as soon as he was fed any kind of game that he thought like maybe it was not like. A game that he was going to be signing himself personally, or something like that. I don't know what it was. It just seemed like he was just like, "Look, man, that 
He basically, I mean, he didn't say it with words, but he pretty much said, like, sounds like something to be on the Xbox One. I don't know. Like, that's pretty much might as well what, what he and said. And then to throw a under the bus. Oh, wow, yeah. Like, I, if I were a decent human being and not committed to the truth in all things at all times, I would not air it for his sake. Mm. But, you know, I'm a street reporter. This is guerrilla reporting. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta let it shine. You gotta let it shine. Yeah. The problem with the street reporters is that you can't get them to sign embargoes. No. They're straight raw. They, they don't know bought. nothing. They they're just they're out there. They're they're doing it for the love. So I, I can't even hold a pen. No, exactly. He doesn't even know what a pen is. <laughs> Look at him. Like I can't do it. I no. I'm sorry. I no, can't. I can't sign not. this. I can't hold a pen. No. But please tell me more about how you hate. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, Kessler. <laughs> wow. Now I'm talking to Geo. Now you had your turn. Unless you want to. <laughs> unless you want to make the fun of another beloved title. <laughs> no, he said, he said, no, that's enough. Um, well, uh, thank you for your time, PlayStation Shield. Corsi. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Uh, next up is friend of the show, Kier. Uh, me and Kier talk basketball. So if you're not into that at all, just fast forward. Um, I basically talk about how I'm going to systematically dismantle him in a game of American 21. Um, and he, for the most part, you know, yeah, he's taking a believe it when he sees it approach. Uh, I think it's obvious I would school him, but there you go. Um, talk a little Darkest Dungeon, a little what's next for those guys. P.S. They don't know yet. Um, and that's it. So there's Kier. Kier. It's your third time on the podcast. Uh, third time? No, it's not my third time. How many has it been? Are we counting emails? Oh, counting emails. Sure, count emails. Six. It's pretty good. That might be the most appearances by anyone. I think it probably is. Are you honored? It's been a, more of a pleasure, but I am honored. Uh, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. How's your show going? It's another show. It's going good. Just kind of tired of showing the same game over and over and over again. It gets easier each time, so it's actually less tiring each time we show it. I mean, emotionally, it's got to be crushing, right? Just doing the same thing over and over. Um, people still have not heard of it, so it actually. Want to talk about crushing? Somebody came up, gave him the pitch, and he said, "Not for me. Goodbye." Wow! Did he look like? Did he? I mean, was he concerned about your reaction to that, or was it just like, oh, that's not for me, fuck you, and I'm out of here? No, it was like, stress, RPG, I'm out. Okay. Sorry. I guess it's good to know your boundaries, I guess. Uh, well, it's also like the kind of core theme of abandoning when it's too much of Darkest Dungeon in right. in the consumer's hands. So that's actually, he, he actually just, that's the end game, that's metagame right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what we're going for. Yeah. Uh, so when is your next thing going to be at a show? Uh... When will people see what comes from the Twisted Minds that brought us the Darkest Dungeon? Well, when will we see what's next? I, I mean, Pax Prime is always good for us. I think, is that I a commitment? Think. Are we committing? Are you breaking news right here on Team GFB Radio? That might be an exclusive. Um, we should go hoop right now, and I should skullfuck you in the game of 21. I'm in hiking boots. You're in Pumas. Well, these aren't gym shoes, though. These are No. There's no support. No. I, have you ever worn hiking boots to a, a show? No. I'm liking it. It's so Sweaty just, AF. Yeah. But. You can swear on this podcast. Smart. I thought I was making a plug to your, I think you say AF all I the time. I do say AF a lot, but I just want to be clear. Um, oh, no, I know I can swear. 
Um, the explicit tag's coming. So is this, are you, are you ducking me? In the game 21? Are you ducking? Is that what you're saying? Like you can't play? So we're G- playing American 21 or Canadian 21? Uh, we're in America. America is better than Canada. So Am yes. I ducking you? Yeah. You're saying you I'm know, going I can't to, play I got boots. I got boots. I can't play. Okay, do, you like know, do you know where the court is? I'll find a court. We got to pick a time. We got to pick a time and a place. Right now. We bring our shoes. Right now. We bring our a, game. No, it's like street ball. We do a charity thing. Charity? You, you, we, can bet, we can bet programming. Uh, <laughs> we can bet programming. You, I, got, you got programmers. I mean, anything you're involved will be charity related. <laughs> I guarantee you that. I do, I, here's what I'm going to start off with. I'm going to start off, I'm going to act like I can't dribble. Okay. If you're like, I'm going to be like, just like. Uh, so we, we have to start beyond the three-point line, though, right? Yeah, yeah. You got to take yeah. it back past You're actually going to have to work to get to the hoop. And I'm just going to back you down. You're going to back, back you down? down? Back you down. Use the junk my mother gave me. Just back you down. Then, going to get you in. Lay up. I'm going to hit my three free throws. I'm going to get it. Three free throws? Yeah. So that's the limit. You can hit limit. three, and then three. we're checking it again. Yeah, you shoot till you miss or make three. What are threes worth? Uh, threes are worth two. Threes are worth two. Two a, points. A normal hoop is worth one. Normal hoop is just one? Yep. And threes are two. Uh, then I'll take out back the top of the key. We'll check. Oh, you have to check. Top of the key? No, it's your three button line. That's top, you know, the, that's top of the key, Kira. That's top of the key? Yeah. You think the top ball is part of the key? Yeah. This isn't a pro line. It's, it's, not, you got, it's line. not three in the key line. when you're at the in the circle. Anyway, let me finish. Are so we playing those like Euro keys where they like... So we'll have to check the ball. We check the ball in America. Okay. I'll give it to you. You give it back to me. Yeah. And then you're going to start me to back you down again. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to show you my handles. That's what I'm gonna. I'm gonna. So you're gonna go up ten, and then and then actually face me when you dribble. And then oh my! Then all of a sudden, it's gonna be a dazzling display of ball handling skills. Uh, Iverson springs to mind. <laughs> um, Marbury springs to mind. Strawberry. Those are those are kind of examples that you would. They will. Uh, I will evoke that from you. So given you're gonna be backing me down, are you gonna wear one of those like Shaq back pads? I should. Those hot yeah, and colds. I think you're one of those cheap. Oh, you got leverage. Yeah. Physics. Physics, yeah. baby. You'll be hitting my kidneys up. You'll oh, be, yeah. No, be, I'm going to be low. You'll be putting in work. It's going to be low. It's going to be a show. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm not going to back it down the whole time. That's why I'm going to face up and dazzle you. <laughs> and then maybe, and then what I'll, here's the next, the next bait yeah. and switch, is I'll just be finger rolling all day long. <laughs> just like, just over your outstretched hand. Like, like, you'll, feel like <laughs> you're, you'll feel like you're so close to blocking it. Right? You'll feel like. You're so close. I just finger roll and just like in every time. And then when I've got 20 points. You can hit me with the jumper? Is the shot chart just going to look like a pile of grapes <laughs> by the hoop? When All I, purple because purple stands for misses. That's when what's I've happening. got 20 points. Yeah. So you've seen the ball handling skill. Yeah. Uh, you haven't seen the explosive quickness and jumping ability yet. I say that. You don't so show that off. I'm going to blow by you. For the twenty-first point, and maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe cradle to grave it, maybe rim rocket. Those sound like misses. No, they're, they're, <laughs> cradle they're, to they're, grave they're sounds like dunks. a miss. They're names of dunks in America. What? They're fancy dunks. Cradle um, the grave. Yeah, it's like you're, you know, you cradle like a tomahawk like and cradling like this. Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, makes sense. So that then you then you'll be you won't know what to do because it's twenty-one nothing. You yeah. lost. You got jammed on, you got dazzled, yeah, and you got you got overpowered. Are, Every are we, facet of the game, you got embarrassed. Are we going to mic up Lavalier or something, or are we going really to have one of those? Want to have those announcers? I want it filmed. 
filmed. Yeah, we need an. I want it filmed, and I want something on the line. We need announcers and like a halftime interview. Like An when, analyst. When the first one... We'll get the, the gooch on analyst. When I get to 11, that's when we'll call time at halftime. <laughs> and we'll give you a coach, too, because you're going to need it. <laughs> uh, but I'm Who's gonna my coach? Ha- this is when I make my halftime adjustments. Yeah. So... Just sub. Uh, when do you leave? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. In and out. In and out, yeah. Tactical. It's easy. What's the flight from Van City? Two hours and, like, 15 minutes. Clean. Yeah, uh, the border's not. Oh. So... Easy coming back. Go in there. It's like, oh, are you, are you doing work in America? Are you stealing jobs? No. Are you do you have samples? Everybody's talking really, about samples. Really hate Canadians bad mouthing America. I really, really hate it. The borders. It's so silly. It's silly. I'm not, it was silly for a reason, sir. You're trying to keep. You can't have a country without secure borders. I don't know if you got the memo. I see, you can't have a country without secure borders. I see. I see. That's an important issue. Is it just to the north. Just to the north. The south, we don't care. So right that now. wall, that wall, Trump's building is on yeah. the north. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to we got to make sure uh, you specifically you don't get in for, yeah. for prolonged periods. They always let me in, yeah. even I kept like, yeah, even I kept it completely real. I'm doing work down here, and they were like froze up and still let me there. Yeah. Do you uh, that me once when I was going to Canada? I was going to oh, you like you like those rappers that have trouble getting in? I was going to propaganda to do, oh, okay. to do some work. Yeah, and like, what are you doing? Like, well, oh, I'm doing some programming stuff for them. I was going to be there for like two weeks or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, why didn't they hire a Canadian? I'm like, well, you'd have to talk to them about that. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't tell you why they didn't hire a Canadian. All I know is they hired me. And he's like, did not like that answer at all. Did not like it at all. Yeah, I, I did that when I didn't want to go on a trip. Yeah. Oh, smart. They said to me, and I was like, I'm going there to work. Yeah. No. Um, well, I got in. Yeah. I, I talked my way through. Yeah. You know what? The, does it make you mad that like when you get through customs, even though like – in time, space, location-wise, you're still in Canada. You're actually on American soil at that point. Does that make you mad? So there's Tim Hortons on American soil then? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, we've annexed that part. We've annexed those Tim Hortons. <laughs> how, how do you feel about that? It's cool. Man, how, how, the, man, the hell the shirt still covers. I don't... <laughs> it's, it's, the first, it's the first place of the land invasion is going to happen at all the customs offices. It's all the airports. Yeah. Because you can't go there. It's a, it's a, well, where's the Canadian embassy in the States? Uh, or there in every city? Who knows? Or no, embassies... Are once one in a country, and uh, I would not be. No, there's there's multiple embassies. Like there's like, like a step like, down, right? There's consulates. Consulates. Yeah. Yeah. There's one embassy and multiple consulates, and for all intents and purposes, consulates are just as good, if yeah. not better. They're just not actual soil. Yeah. That's so you I'm can't saying. like get over there and be like, yeah. Now I'm hurt. Yeah. Healthcare. Just, correct. The embassies are the only place that's actual soil, and in their limousines, their fancy limousines. The cons. Yeah, if you're, like, the delegates take to and from, like, uh, the U.N., yeah. in, the inside of that car is sovereign space. I'm always so, like, amazed when you see somebody who's obviously from a consulate, like, all the medals. Yeah. Just sitting in, like, two steps down from the Denny's. Just hanging out. Yeah. Just posted up. Um, that, that booth is now sovereign space, actually. They take the sovereign space with them. Oh. I made that up. That's not true oh. enough. Um, look here. That, that went over budget. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Over budget and underperformed. The Iron Galaxy way. Nine minutes and 40 seconds of pure basketball fury. Uh, Thank you, Kier. Thank you. This interview, I really liked how it turned out. Uh, This is with Adriel Wallach. Um, Adriel, as you may know, is the runner of the train jam. Uh, Like a jam that actually takes place on a train 
going from Chicago to San Francisco for GDC every year. Uh, this is the third year of it. Um, Adriella and I are often at shows, same place, same time. A lot of mutual friends. Um, don't know her that well either, but I'm fixing that slowly. Um, and she lives in one of my favorite places in the world, the Netherlands, and I talked to her a lot about that, so check it out. Uh, here at PSX with Adrielle Wallach. Hello. How are you doing? I'm, I'm pretty good, actually. I, I got sleep, so I'm feeling rested. I just ate a bunch of cookies. What kind of cookies? Uh, they were chewy chocolate chip cookies from Target. Target brand. Chewy chocolate chip Target brand. Yes. Sounds suspect. You know, it wasn't it wasn't nearly as bad as that I made it sound. They were actually very welcome and delicious. Is that all you've had today? No, I also ate a breakfast sandwich from Starbucks that was not the breakfast sandwich I wanted, but was still a breakfast sandwich. Yeah, and also also ten billion dollars. Yeah, no, it was it was approximately like one hundred and fifty dollars, I think. Yeah. Um, so you live in Amsterdam, or no, by Amsterdam, right? Yeah, like south of Amsterdam, southeast of Amsterdam, if I understand how the country is laid out correctly. <laughs> uh, so I love Netherlands, I love Amsterdam. What is, if you're, if you're a, a U.S. citizen and you move to Amsterdam, that whole area, what are the three biggest surprises you're in for? Um, everything is really flat. There are no mountains or hills or anything, and when people refer to a hill, it's literally like a three-inch incline, and everybody goes, oh, gosh, look at that hill. Um, it's a very small country, so... It's like 8 million people, right? There's 17 million people, but it's... I looked it up. It is the size of three Rhode Islands, is how small it is by surface area. Um, so it's really, really small. And then people are like, oh, gosh, that town is so far away. And you're like, that's... It's like an hour drive. That's what I commute to work. Yeah. Like, and then people look at you like you're... You're just silly because you're okay with sitting in a car for an hour. I sit in the car two hours a day. Yeah. One hour going, one hour back. Yeah, my my last, like, real job, people can't see the air quotes I'm doing, but my last real job... They're very authoritative air quotes. Yes, yes. They're the best air quotes around. Yeah, my last real job was about an hour and a half commute when there was traffic, and that's just that's just normal American ways. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you're, if you're in a Dutch car and you're going to drive for more than 45 minutes, people, like, pack snacks and, like, <laughs> apples and cheese and bread and water, you know, because you never know what's going to happen because you're driving for 45 minutes. Okay, um, so there's one surprising thing. There's yeah. two surprising no, things. There's two surprising things. What's the, give me the third. Make it a doozy. Uh, I think the third one, and this, this sounds silly because we're in San Francisco right now, but, like, you can just sort of smoke pot and stuff which like i don't do but like it's just very interesting. Not a surprise though right like it's, it's, I guess it's, it's not a part surprise, of the draw right? but it's still it's still one of those things where like i walk down the street and i walk by one of the coffee shops which coffee shop there means yeah. you know a smoke shop and i walk by and i smell all this marijuana and i'm like oh no what's am yeah, i in the bad am yeah, i in the bad side of town yeah. what's happening and then it's just like no there's just it's just where it is and so like that part is always surprising i think the other surprising thing is just like and this is very relevant right now, is, like, the cops there are just, like, friendly and nice and helpful. And not that all cops are bad in America. Sure, sure. Like, you know, there's lots of great people, but it's, like, we have this... Yeah, we, we, we have this... We sort of have this almost fear or whatever... It's um, adversarial. Yeah, of a lot of the sort of police force here. Whereas there, they're just, like, these happy-go-lucky people who are going to help you find your way if you're lost. Nice. You know? And it's very nice. And everybody is just very pleasant and happy. Ooh, and the bicycle culture. The bicycle so is good. really freaky. You know what I couldn't get used to? So, like, I assume... Okay, first off, if I lived there, I'd be in better shape, right? right. That, so yeah. That's good. Every, everybody there is in great shape and, and really tall. You would be a normal-sized human there. It's, like, it's the most, like, literate 
fit populace I've ever seen, and yeah. it makes me sad. I get sad panned over there. Yeah, it's like, and it's it's funny because oh, and they're also gorgeous too. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody there is they're tall and they're blonde and they're gorgeous and they're in shape and they're nice and they're happy and they ride their bicycles everywhere. And so like, you walk down the street and there's at least 10 times as many bicycles as there are people. And nobody wears a helmet because it's very safe. Yeah. And so that's a really surprising thing for me. Like, I, I have this, like, instilled fear of cars killing me if I'm on a bicycle, no matter what. Right. And so you can always tell the Americans that are bicycling there because they're the ones that are, like, darting their head around and looking behind them, making sure a car's not going to run into them. And then, like, all the Dutch people are like, ha-ha, I'm just, I'm just driving my bicycle. The best advice I got from a Dutch person is, like, walking around, you know, it's like, oh, someone's going to hit me. It's like, just assume... They will keep going the exact same direction. Yep. You make that assumption, and you you base you're steering around that, and that's how you solve it. It's like, okay, that makes a ton of sense actually. Yeah, and and I still I still find myself like I'll be walking, and then something will happen, and I'll like step back, and then I disrupt the flow of everything because I'm the one who stopped doing exactly what I was supposed to be doing, yeah. and then you know you have to get used to that. But yeah, just. Make sure, like, you think that everybody knows what they're doing, and then you're you're right. And that's weird, because nobody knows what they're doing here. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Or, or or they're certainly not going to go in a straight line. Oh, no. And then it'll be your fault when they steer into you. Yeah. Um, my surprising thing, I, I don't live there or anything, but, like, two things. Like, so I had really good friends that lived there for, like, 12 years. Right. And I crashed with them. And, then, like, the first time in Amsterdam, it's like, like you said, you're walking around, you smell drugs or whatever. And it's like, wow, really prevalent drug culture but there's like all the things you would expect like you said like oh it must be dangerous i would also expect like a ton of homeless people i'd expect all this like destitute thing and it just doesn't exist there well it's because i mean they they have the infrastructure for their government to actually take care of the people there and and it's a small enough country that they can handle a lot of anything that needs to happen you know if, if there are people who need social help they are there to help them you know and all those kinds of things or even there was there was a problem last year in amsterdam specifically where there was I believe it was marijuana laced with heroin or something. There was there was a a innocent drug laced with a bad drug is basically what it was. And they had a problem where tourists would come, buy the drugs, and then get really sick and die because yeah. they wouldn't go to the hospital because they'd be afraid of getting in trouble because they were buying it illegally because it was a legal version of whatever right. legal drug there was. And so you'd go to Amsterdam and you'd see these huge signs that were just like, Listen, this is a problem we're having. If you buy this drug and you get sick, come to the hospital. We will help you. We want you to live. You will not be arrested. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's that's really cool. Like, yeah. that, that is, the government is basically just like, hi, we want you to not die. How novel. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, what projects are you working on now you can talk about? Um, so I'm doing some contract work right now on a few little games. And then a lot of my time recently has been taken up with organizing the Train Jam ticket sales, which for your listeners out there who don't know what Train Jam is, is a game jam on a train that is a 52-hour train ride from Chicago to San Francisco that I run every year. And we've got... This is the third or fourth year? This will be the third year coming up. Um, and I have 200 people signed up for it this year, <laughs> which is a lot... A lot more than I ever probably would have imagined would want to come onto a 52-hour train ride to make games. All the videos I see always make it look so fun, but I would just be like, 36 hours in, I'd be murdering everyone. I'd just be so grumpy because I'd be exhausted. Well, if you're going to murder everybody, you are officially not ever invited onto train. Oh, also, I just, yeah, I can't. (laughs) Those days have also passed. I'm now, the days of me actually being on the program... I set sail moons right. ago. Well, you know, you don't have to just be a programmer to come on a game jam. Like, you need artists, you need musicians, you need well, no, producers. That was you need the directors. only skill I had. That was literally the only skill what, I had. What do you even do now, then? Well, I was a suit. Hapless businessman. You're a business guy. Businessman. Yeah, we don't need business on game jams, well, really. 
Yeah, you could you could actually you could monetize you could all the games afterwards. Yeah, because we've I, had we've had a bunch of good games like come out of it, and there's a few of them that have sort of been they've been working on a more. None of them have come out commercially yet, but you could you could make that happen. I could I could like halfway through the game's development cycle, I could inject shitty free to play mechanics into them. Oh boy, can you? That'd be amazing, right? Yeah. Gonna, so all right, so I'm getting comped. I don't have to buy a <laughs> ticket. I'm in there. No. Uh, are you going to do your game a week thing again ever? I don't think so. Like that was that was one of those things where when I when I first went like solo indie dev because I'd, I'd worked at companies before uh, being a programmer for game companies and working on side projects. But then when I quit everything and was like I'm going to make games by myself, I realized I had no idea how to make games by myself. Right. You know, and that was the whole reason that I started doing the game a week thing because it was just like it was a really good rapid way to be like okay, this is how I design things, this is how I make fast prototypes, this is how I work by myself, and it was really educational for that. And it was also very exhausting. Like, after an entire year of making one new game every single week, you kind of never want to make games again for a few months. So I've been, like, focusing on contract work and, like, giving my brain a rest from that. And I don't know if I'd ever do the do the rapid one-game-a-week thing again. But what I've been thinking of doing is there's, like, a good handful of games that came out of that that I really like. Okay. And I kind of want to do, like, a polish a quarter. And then oh. maybe, like, a release a year. Yeah. You know, like... Just do a little pyramid scheme. That's, that's not, cool. That's a good know, idea. Not a pyramid scheme, but like... It's okay to say pyramid scheme. It's not it, illegal. Yeah. Am I going to... like? There's like police coming to come arrest me now because I said the word pyramid scheme. But you're, you're white. It's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Yeah. 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 Um, it's why we're here. Exactly. Just to trick people into giving us money. Yes. That's the whole reason we're... That's yeah. why I'm here. Well, maybe I shouldn't speak I mean, for you're, you. you're a business person. That business yeah, that's your whole job is to trick people into giving you money. Businessman. Yes. Well, businesswoman. You know, but yet it's still... It's like the Japanese... They have Japanese like they call you sir, and it's like an honor. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. It's an honorific. They're like the highest honor they could pay you as a woman is calling you sir. My or my Mr. my Mr. like my feminist senses are tingling at that of just like. Uh, so what? It's a weird Japanese sensibility that like, takes some getting. Like used I, to. I get, I get respecting other cultures, and like I'm totally like if if I get called sir by a Japanese business person, like sure that I will feel honored. But the fact that that is supposed to be an honor makes me feel all like, uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I want to be, I want to be an honored woman. Um, well, you know, these things, they change over millennia in some countries. Millennia? millennia. I'm not going to live for that long. Say that now. That's true. We've got advances in medical out. science that... Don't rule it out. Um, my, my goal is to live forever. Like, I often talk about how if I could be an evil scientist that could live forever, I would 100% go evil. Like, my goal... immortality is my, is my thing. <laughs> I my, never want to die. My goal is to have my liver in the Smithsonian. That's my goal. You know, you can do that. You just... Cut out your liver, throw it in the Smithsonian, run away. You die in like ten steps, but no, like on display. Like people want to like Marvel, come to Marvel at it. Oh, see, well, you didn't specify that part. Yeah, I want to see like the oh my god, how did he do it? How did how did Dave Lang's liver get here? Might be the most amazing liver of all time. Why your liver? Uh, don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. Fine. You know what you could do? You could you could donate your body to the Body Works. You know, have you ever seen the Body Works yeah. exhibits? So yeah. donate your body to that. I could have a whole like blow up of your body. No, I can't get down with that because really? I don't. Want, I don't. I got some. I, let's just say I've got some body image issues. Well, no, they they, they strip away all matter. the stuff. Do you, you have any part of me being on display other than your liver in the Smithsonian? Yeah, that's obviously part from inside me. That's fine. Well, what you could do is you could donate your body to the Body Works things under the pretense that they only use your internal organs. And display them that way. They could make like a cool little skeleton display of just your organs, and put it in the Smithsonian. Just I think like that's that. Your best bet. Just like that. We're solving yeah. problems. Yeah. No, this is good. Adriel Walk, thank you. Yes, thank you for for talking me. Yes. Bye. You're, good, you're a good talker. Oh, that was really bad. That was a bad ending. We'll try again. Yeah. Adriel Walk, thank you. Thanks for having me. Later. <laughs>
this one was awesome. Uh, as I shut down the interview with Adriel, uh, we rounded the corner, and there was Dose One. Uh, I just met Dose One last August at PAX. Um, Felix uh, was kind enough to introduce me to him, and uh, I liked that dude a lot. We clicked. Um, kind of much like Adriel, uh, Dose is someone I don't know super well, but want to fix that, want to get to know him. Uh, it seemed like throwing him on the podcast was as good a way to do that as any other. Uh, Dose One's super, super cool musician, and I found out some stuff I didn't know about him, which is super rad. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy Dose One. Dose One, how you doing? Ah, oh, marvelous. I'm PSXing. Uh, how many games here is your work and display on? Two. Two games, The Gang Beasts yeah. and The Enter the Dungeon. Uh, Gang Beasts is one of my favorites. I love that game. I'm also Young Venus, so I guess two and some change. Okay. I'm also a nuclear throne. Okay. But, you know, I'm just I, a triangle. Let's call it a three. Let's call it a three. Okay, three, three sounds good. I like three it. Sounds good. Um, give people, that maybe I'm sure everyone's familiar, but say they're not, give them the Dose 1 overview. Oh, shit. Uh, my parents were hippies. I was born in Idaho. I grew up in Jersey and Philly. I learned how to fist fight, and then that became battle You're a good rapping. fighter. I, I used to, I'm a little rusty, yeah. but that was my, before I you found... You can take a punch. I can. Okay. Uh, before I uh, found creativity, it came out of me as anger and aggression. I had an interesting childhood, okay. one way to put it. So it all came out uh, like a, you know, dragon breath. And then later on, I realized I played football. I did all this physical shit, and then I realized I was a creative. I found freestyle rapping, which was still battling and totally violent, and I was right. intense. But then eventually, I started to write, and I uh, found poetry, and then I met self-taught musicians, and they taught me to make music because I have no musical training. I come from circles of rappers, you know, and so uh, gradually through those guys, I asked most confidence and the, like, palette. Just learn to make what you like. I uh, started making music myself last year, so a year ago. Oh, really? I got uh, Machine Studio. Ah, marvelous. And I, said, I got the 25 key keyboard. I have a friend who loves the machine very much. I started much. fucking around with it, and it is so fun. Dude, it's, it's so, so fun. It's great. You know, and now, though, once you become a big boy, uh, you have to, like, allow yourself to have the fun. It's like working on video games. You have to yeah. be like, I remember I loved this for all the right reasons. So I still try and, like, have shit I make because I need to make it. And then things that I make because I need them made yeah. for something that is getting made from them. Well, also, yeah. I mean, with games, like, I, I am genuinely obsessed with finishing it. Like, so when I work on albums, I never feel like they're done. I just say they're fucking done when I'm done yep. cooking them. Yep. Uh, with games, I feel like I can get 100% because the water level isn't watery enough. And it's yeah. like a, a completely different satisfaction that I get out of the same obsessive workflow and fun that I have out of making shit. So do you do like sound design, not just, not just sound Yeah, I do all that stuff? shit. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, Gang Beast is all me and then really? uh, sound design is, and Samurai Gun is all my sound design and sound effects. And then Gungeon, I'm working with an awesome woman. The Clang and Samurai Erica. Gun. Yeah. How'd you get the Clang? How'd you get the Clang? That's actually kitchen materials mixed with some sword shit. So I like to meld uh, the real with, same as Junis Turner, the mm. nuclear throne guy. It's uh, sweeteners. And you meld actually chip sounds, high. Uh, it's about frequencies okay. that are satisfying. It's like uh, audio illusion. My favorite thing about sound design is you make an amazing sound, you stick it in the game. It sounds like a dick farting, <laughs> and you're like, you're like, what? <laughs> that was like an exploding automobile. Yeah. So it's like this thing where, uh, uh, you know, I, I like keeps me guessing, keeps you like imperfect. And then the art of sound design is like illusion. You know, it doesn't always. One time I had to make a trunk shutting, 
and I shut all these car door trunks, and I ended up using dropping luggage on my floor. It sounded far more like a resonant trunk shut yeah, that than right. any of these trunks. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's very strange. Like I was watching, what the hell was I watching? Uh, so, oh, it was the one of those uh, Halo Five behind the scene videos they did. And they took it to like that that super famous soundstage in London where all the holy shit gets done. Oh right, right, right. And they're like, "Here's how you make this noise." And it's like three things that aren't the noise they're trying to make at all. Oh, you ever seen the Tie Fighter? Yeah, it's a it's a face shaving. It's a beard shaver in a metal salad bowl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. And I saw that as a kid. I remember being like, "What? Yeah. Really? Uh, what'd you do last night?" I tried to get faded, but I didn't. Did I hung out with uh, Jukio and Eunice, my favorite. The, they do Nuclear Throne sound and music. It was kind of like a sound guy's bro down. Gotcha. We did that, and that was fun. Had some beers, and then kind of staggered home. Uh, you know, checked out the crazy scene that is Soma, like all the crackheads mixed with the yeah, millionaires. It's, it's something down there, huh? It's the one in the none percent, yeah. all in this fucking tangle. I, was, I met uh, Drake at dinner someplace out there like six months ago. Drake? And, uh, no, like John Drake. Sorry. Oh, I'm going. No, not Drizzy. Drake not at dinner? Drizzy. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Drizzy hanging out. And uh, it's like, I check my phone and it's like, I should I should walk. I haven't done any exercise today. I should walk. It's two miles from my hotel. I'll go. Oh, and, was it Krakatoa though? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know though. And Drake's like, hey, Maybe you'll probably be fine. I jogged through there, but I jogged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll probably be with fine. With body like, armor. I'm like, I'm from fucking Chicago. Yeah, no. I'm not worried about fucking San Francisco. I leave the restaurant. I walk a block. There's a tree with a butcher knife stuck in it. Oh. I shit you not. Wow. A tree with a butcher knife in it. Wow. And at that point, I'm like. Yeah, you know, someone should tell him that is not how you cut down trees. <laughs> That didn't take you fucking forever with that shit. Butter knife. No, you know what I do like? uh, Like, I came from uh, Philly, and North Philly is... Now it's all gentrified, but it used to be one of the heaviest neighborhoods I've ever walked. And uh, out here, though, like, the loin, the tenderloin, is actually non-threatening. Dudes are, like, on the high. It's like Vancouver, where, like, they're actually not going to... Yeah, Yeah. dude, the zombie capital of the world. They're just, like... it's It's just a different energy. They actually don't have to watch your wallet, but if you had a handful of crack... Yeah. You might, might get some dives. You might, they might dive right at it. So it's really, uh, not that I like that, but at least I know where I'm at. Like, I'm not meat on a plate. The yeah. worst neighborhoods are when you're like, I feel like a, an eagle is above me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like. Yeah. But um, San Francisco, um, right now, Oakland is getting gentrified at the speed of light. And it's where do you live? Are you live in Oakland? Yeah, I live right on Lake Merritt. Okay. Uh, you know, and a like place I can afford, but now that whole neighborhood is unaffordable by anyone I would know. You yeah. know, but like it's heavy, man. I don't, uh, I don't support gentrification. It's a very funny thing where displacement of uh, uh, it's one of the few things that resonates with me that no one can solve. It's a super tricky problem, right? Because like there was this uh, right by our first office um, was like one of the most famous housing projects in Chicago, Cabrini Green. Oh, I know Cabrini, yeah, of course. Yeah. A lot of my rap out. That's the place yeah. of lore. And so they uh, they basically ended up like a year notice. They're okay, we're shutting Cabrini oh, yeah, down. And they moved them all. To we're, the mo- we're moving all around. Disgusting. Low yeah, cost yeah. housing, and it's like it's like wow. So crime in that area dropped, right? Uh, like things like got better, but it's also shitty. And I like, like, is there how? It's like the question is like, when's an area gets so bad, could it be saved any other way? And I don't know what the answer is. Well, you know, you know, here's my thing that gets me and makes me, and again, I can't fix it or rectify it. It just, I've never seen anything that reminds me of like how Columbus did fools. Yeah. But there is a nonchalance 
about the people who move in and they're like, this block looks like it was gutted six months ago and they hiked everyone's rent and just kicked them out. And now I'm here and that doesn't even occur to people. So it's sort of like a native versus raider thing that I I only hear about. And when you see it, it's like, wow, this is actually sort of the pilgriming now. It's a modern pilgrim thing. So, but then, is it, I mean, the problem is that it's the developers then, right? It is, and and so it's carpet for the horse, and they have enough money that you don't ever meet them or get in rooms with them, and you have no fucking say, and they're not even in, like, city board meetings. So right now they're trying to stop this high-rise from going up right by my house, and I don't even know how... You go about undoing that made decision. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you don't have a factor in it. You're just picketing yeah. something you heard about, yeah. uh, you know, being a slotted. There's this uh, documentary. I don't think it ever got released, but um, it was on, like, it was filmed by people who are in Cabrini, like Risen's Cabrini. Oh, wow. And they filmed, like, this is what it is, good, bad. Right, like, right, like, right. And that I sounds amazing. Uh, um, I, how do we get it? Oh, yeah, because we were, so we got some local Chicago rappers to help out with this project we were doing. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of them was working on that and showed us a cut of it before it was done. And I don't think it ever came out, but it was basically like, it was, it was kind of like exactly what you're talking about. Straight dope. Uh, a guys, <laughs> window into the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These guys are hanging out uh, in the courtyard at one of the towers, and they see this, like, Lexus pull up across the street. Uh, three, like, white couple and a um, real estate guy get out, and they're walking through the townhouse, right? This townhouse. The guys are like, like, yeah, a year ago that was a row house, and now it's these townhouses. And what, like... Just, what do you just like the, you know it's like they know what's happening my, my landlord uh, my landlord is like kind of out to lunch a uh, nice Korean guy he doesn't even like I don't think he's gonna sell me out anytime soon he's cool yeah landlord next to me s- smelled the onions cooking and he's flipped this whole building uh, almost doubled everyone's rent homegirl who lives right adjacent to us we all yell at the same dog yeah. so we're like friends now <laughs> no. and uh, she's gotta go nobody can afford it that, almost the entire complex is, uh, is moving in uh, you know two months notice I think I mean it's bad everywhere but San Francisco Oakland especially fucked well here's what happened someone and I think it was Google buying that building like it used to be for, I've been here for over a decade and you meet people from San Francisco and you're like I live in Oakland and they're like oh how do you Sleep at night. And, and dude, they stopped doing that. About eight months ago, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm from Oakland. And they're like, I own it! You know, in this yeah. thing. And uh, something happened where they, they just got the memo that Oakland's a nice place to live. Yeah. For this, you know, there's been this, like, fear of too short pimp, yeah. pimping you or something. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not going there. Black Panther is in the woodwork. So I think that it's like, that day is done. So now it's just going to go where SF is gone. I remember my friend Adam lives in Hayward Hills. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I would say, oh, he lives in Hayward. You know, it's Hayward Hills, asshole. <laughs> like, this was like five years ago, right? And now, like, Hayward, Hayward's like, oh, kill Hayward. Yeah, you know, no, I know. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Fremont, yeah. man. I mean, when I came out here, it was, it was all hood. The neighborhood I live in now, my friend uh, was parking a car, and someone cut him off, took the spot. And he said, fuck you. And he drove a block down and parked. And that guy got out of his car. And as my buddy got out of his car, he stepped up, broke his jaw in four places. And that is a block from where I live. And that was 11 years ago. So it's like, and now it's like just couples jogging, small doggage. But, you know, in the same regard, um, you can't stop this stuff. And some of those people are awesome. There's probably a great game dev who just moved in down the street from me who I might work with one day. Super weird problem. Well, you just can't ignore it, and I love ignoring things. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's one of the things you get. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's certainly a lot easier. <laughs> it's interesting. It keeps me on my toes. Uh, well, Dose One, thanks for your time. Dude, thank you. See you later. Yeah.
Next up is the team from No Goblin. We have Dan Teasdale and Panzer. Uh, big weekend for them. They got to announce 100-foot robot golf or whatever the hell it's called. Um, they were on stage. Well, they weren't on stage, but they got the really cool trailer show at PSX. Um, I saw the game, I don't know, four months ago. It was just kind of even a simpler prototype than what they showed on stage. Uh, really cool idea, really cool concept. It, you know, Those guys and gals at No Goblin make quirky, like, off-the-wall stuff, and uh, this definitely ticks that box. Uh, so check it out. Um, without further ado, your crew from No Goblin. Uh, Dan Teasdale and Panzer, the two halves that make up No Goblin into the, the indie development powerhouse it is. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Pretty freaking good. Um, so I hate to start on a bummer. Superman and Batman, he, they do good. You're probably doing well. <laughs> I mean, we're doing, I, we're doing okay. Giant robots. Uh, destroying the city is kind of like saving the city. So it's I, that was, similar. That's a good segue. I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's almost it's like you've got some media training. It's almost like <laughs> that. Don't. That's a joke. No. <laughs> um, yeah, that trailer yesterday. That was pretty. I did not see that coming. I mean, I've seen the game before. Yeah. But you, you've seen the game before, but like you can pretend that you haven't seen it coming. Yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, how did that all happen? Uh, so we basically pitched to a bunch of people. We pitched to you, and you said it sucks, so we went and went to Sony. Yeah. Sony's in the things that suck, though, so yeah. it's cool. <laughs> so we went to Kessler, and Kessler's like, I love signing things that suck. And so uh, so uh, we, went, we went there, and then we just crashed on a trailer for like a couple of weeks, and then showed it, what, yesterday? Because I know dating things on a podcast is the right thing to do. Uh, and then we were in the audience and like we're not expecting like any reaction from it we're expecting like we're expecting like the usual like you're in the block of three with no announcement sort of reception and then like people are like res- like laughing at beats and like cheering at beats in the trailer and like holy crap what the, what the hell have we just got a check for us to cash now I started crying yeah I saw your tweet you were actually in tears I was crying really hard <laughs> I was so excited the first thing I noticed in the trailer was the lovely foliage blowing in the wind if that was in the version I saw, I would have signed it. It was. So you just have no like ability. To I don't. It wasn't details. that gorgeous though. That was full speed tree. We went. We were full like a hundred percent speed tree, and everybody keeps complimenting our speed trees, and I love it. It's so good. It's almost like they got that thing figured out. Yeah, it's great. It's almost like we should just like ship like a gray box of a tree in the middle of it, and then we'll be set. Um, yeah. Now you have to take it out. On general principle, now that we've said these things, these effusive things about speed tree, people are going to come look to your game for awesome trees, so we should make them stark and barren and ugly. One of my next fucking tasks is to make trees, so now I got, like, the highest fucking caliber to live up to. I wonder if the PS4 can handle trees. Obviously, that was a PC capture, right? That wasn't on PS4? That was a PC capture, but we are running on PS4. And if you look at there's a video of uh, me chatting on the PlayStation site where you can see the PS4 build running. So you know it's not lies. There's real shit going on there. How many, uh, when the buildings start knocking over, what does the frame rate drop to? Uh, right now, we can get it to drop to about 30. But like we're, we're relatively solid 60 if you don't destroy every single building with four people playing at once. So that's what you tell real people. But what you're talking to me... You can be real here. This is a real talk. No, I, oh, sorry. I want to put the Dave Lang podcast experience. We're, we're deadlocked 120 frames a second for PlayStation VR. Uh, bottom line, if you're not 120 frames a second, 60 was last year. Yeah, who? 60's old school. Who does that clown shit? I know. We got it like 1,000 frames per second. It's like silky smooth. It hurts your eyes to look at it. It's so smooth. So smart. Um, 
mean, more frames is better. That's what someone yeah. told me once. It's faster. It's better. It's more video gamey. Uh, where are you in development cycle, the process right now? Uh, the middle bit. <laughs> oh, it's for the shitty bit. Yeah. The super, super shitty yeah, the bit. The hell bit. Yeah. The awful bit. That's where we are. The shitty bit where you really need to just show a trailer and get like a lot of people telling you you're great over the course of like four or five hours just yeah. to like get you through yeah. to the playable. Like that, you need this outpouring of emotion and affection and praise just to get out of bed the next day. Yeah, that, that pretty much sums up my last It fucking round. fuels me. Give me affection. Tell me how great my game is. Because, <laughs> like, the beginning part is obviously fun because it's like birthing something. It's creative. Every day is an epiphany. Oh, yeah, every woman knows birth is the fun part. It's a metaphor, Pansel. It's a metaphor. <laughs> um, then the end, obviously, is good because you're fucking finally shipped that turd, right? And you, and you say you're never going to do it again. And you're like, this is garbage. Yeah, Why the hell do I win? Never, ever doing it again. Yeah. Uh, until you do it next time, until you get that other idea. So, what's the next idea? Oh, God, I don't know. What 101-foot robot golf is our joke that we're going with right now? Yeah, 101-foot. Yeah, we got 200 it. 200-foot? <gasps> Dare <God>. we? <laughs> I'm going to give you something for free right now. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. This is free. Okay. Uh, secret ending to the game. Uh-huh. It's a cutscene. Two robots sharing a piece of spaghetti. And there's no. <gasps> oh my god, the romance element I've been looking for. Because I think you guys have a history of kind of subversive kind of you know, romantic notions in your game. You can't, right? see, you can't see this, but I'm actually taking out my phone and writing down Lady and the Tramp. Two robots. Maybe it's, maybe it's like a Done. power cable or something. Dan, can I quit the company on a podcast? Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Why would you quit? That's a good idea. <laughs> it's, it's an okay idea. Okay idea. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> Um, well, fuck, I've never been so insulted in my life by someone I just met. That's, you met me before. But now I'm talking to you, That's and true. it's different. Now, now you recognize her. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, I meet a lot of green-haired ladies. They're all over, you know? I'm, Frankly, it's over. I'm over it. I'm pretty sure the most interaction I had with you is I screamed at you in a staircase on the way to the bathroom last PSX. I was like, Dave fucking Lang, and you were like, yeah! And I was like, Sounds about right. That <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that all, yeah, I do that. That's something I do. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird to have, like, people swear at you as, like, the normal thing. It's weird. Like, how many fuck Dave Langs do you get on a daily basis? Uh, it's stuff like this all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, it's, like it's, it takes a really long fucking time to wrap your head around the fact that they it's a loving thing. Yeah. And then when you're with a normal person, <laughs> like, I'm at the mall with one of my kids or whatever, and you fuck Dave Lang. It's like, Daddy, why would he? <laughs> oh my God. It's okay, honey. It's kind of... Doesn't actually. Oh boy, how do you explain this? <laughs> well, uh, thanks for the time. I look forward to playing the finished hundred foot giant robot tall golf thing. Perfect. That's our new name. Oh, I got to come up with a new fi- a wrong name for this one too. Yeah. Yeah. you nailed it. That was perfect. Uh, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll listen to your podcast. Yeah, yeah. So I'll. I wish I thought of that before. I would interest you game wrong the first time. Shit. <laughs> hundred feats of robots golf. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you're phoning it in. I'm trying. It's, it's a, it is a hashtag tryhard. Yeah. Uh, we'll figure it out. All right. I'll be, I'll be the, the Dave Lang mode will be hashtag tryhard, and you can turn that on, and it'll turn on Dave Lang mode. Oh, yeah. oh. Done. Uh, Dan, thank you. Panzer, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Next up is Khalif Adams. Uh, I don't actually know Khalif that well, uh, but I want to fix that. I like Khalif a lot. He seems like a super cool dude. Um, and we kind of vibe, so I, I want to hang with Khalif some more. Um, we get him talking about his podcast, Spawn on Me, 
and just kind of uh, a bunch of random topics. But yeah, I had fun doing it. So check out Khalif. I am here with Khalif Adams from Spawn on Me Podcast. Khalif Adams, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Dave Lang. How are you, sir? Uh, thank you for saying well. Um, <laughs> a lot of people say good or great, and they're not superheroes, so they shouldn't say that. <laughs> Those are the same people who say acts. Uh, they may. They, it's, it's entirely possible. Um, I'm not going to rule it out. I would have got smacked in the mouth with my grandma. She would have beat me for that. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? What? I got a, now I got a new topic conversation. We'll save that for later. <laughs> Uh, Khalif, tell Cobra people punishment from parents. <laughs> tell tell people about the Khalif Adams experience. What do they need to know? Uh, I'm about five eleven. Uh, I only put baby oil on my head when I'm ashy. Uh, I used to play basketball, but not well because I have a, a condition that makes me turn ankles when I play. Um, uh, and when I run a podcast called Spawn on Me, where we—that's uh, an actual condition. It's an actual condition. It's, Maybe I got that too. It's called. It's called. You, you don't know how to play ball anymore. <laughs> it's. It's called. You tried to rock low top sneakers when you're not supposed to anymore. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's like that's not okay. Thought I wasn't recording for a second. I had a panic attack. <laughs> We're good. Uh, Spawn on Me podcast. How long have you been doing that? Uh, about a year and eight months now. So tell people what is the Spawn on Me podcast? What do you guys? What's your mission statement? Spawn on Me. The mission statement is uh, we spotlight people of color in the industry and marginalized folks. Uh, I tell folks that I kind of tell them to think of themselves as their twelve-year-old self. And if you didn't know how to make games and you're a person of color, and then you had someone tell you that you could, we're that show to kind of bring people together that lets them know that you can. Wait, so you're black? I am a Negro, yes. I don't see color, so uh, I don't I didn't even know. <laughs> so, so I just assumed, oh gosh, I thought you were Chinese. I, That's so I, weird. I, I haven't heard I see color since the last time I was on a Portland bus. <laughs> I, I was, hey, bro. Hey, bro, would you like this patchouli and this new weed that we smoke? <laughs> hey, bro, listen up. Um, yeah. So that's a good mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We try to we try to make it cool for people to kind of like let them know that there are devs who look like them and other folks who said that they couldn't make games. I was told I wouldn't go to college by my old high school uh, guidance counselor. So I was like, you know what? High school guidance counselor told you that? My high school guidance counselor, yes. He told me, he was like, why do you want to go to college? I was like, because I think I'm smart. And he was like, nah. That's fucked. Yeah, it's fucked. I'm still fighting through it. Yeah. I'm still fighting through it. Well, that got dark in a hurry. It did, didn't it? But look at you now, Khalif. Por- Portland buses and guidance counselor. <laughs> it's, all right, let's pick it up. Yeah, pick it up. Make it make it happy. So you wanted someone to give Spawn of Me a chance. What's the episode? What's the best episode? What should they go listen to? What's the very best one? You should listen to our Adam Sessler episode that we did when he first came on. A big fan of his. And we talked about games. We talked about journalism. And we talked about X-Clan for about 30 minutes. X-Clan. What's your best? What's your favorite X-Clan song? Yeah, well, so we'll assume extend catalog too. Oh my god, uh, I don't remember because they all just said sissies at the end. That was the only part that really mattered. How did you talk? Well, I got a problem with this. Now you got to listen to this podcast. Well, How did you talk for half an hour when you don't even know one song? Because I know the songs, I just can't think of them off the top of my head. That's the problem. I, maybe Grand Verbalizer. What time is it? Maybe Grand Verbalizer. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I was too big hanging out looking at ISIS though because ISIS was dope. ISIS, she, she, she was the yeah. one who held down that crew. Uh, Queen Mother Rage. Yes, 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 uh, yes, yes. Did you ever listen to uh, Tales from the Nine? Uh, Tales. Oh, what is it? Something something nine. Tales from the Black Hand Side. Did you ever listen to that? Oh shit! It was the, the guy who was the producer. What was his name? The guy who was like the ringleader of it all. Professor was, X. Professor X. Yes. He did a solo album, but <laughs> Brother J did a lot on it. And there's a song where, uh, shit, what's it called? The name of the song. Anyway, so it goes, it goes, 
Professor X, then Brother J, and Professor X, then Brother J. Yes. And the beat is just amazing. And the Professor X parts are awful, but the Brother J parts are like, it's like the hypest verses you're going to hear. So <laughs> but you, he was quiet for like 99% of everything they did. He was like the silent majority in that group. He was like, I will make things happen, but I will never say a word. Uh, not that album. He had things to say. Yeah, I mean, he was. they were angry. They were mad. They were uh, mad about a lot of things. Maybe, maybe their guidance counselor told them some shit, too. <laughs> they, they found they found their voice through song. They found their voice through song. You, you do it through podcasting. They found it through song. Yes, it's true. It, it's, I bet you one of those guys had a shitty guidance counselor too. You I, don't wake up dressed like that. You got some bad advice from somebody. I mean, it depends on where you grow up. I, I was like a second away from that. I didn't. I never told you my Zulu Nation story. No, my grandma babysat Africa Bambata. No, fuck you. No, bull, no bullshit. No bullshit. My grandma, my grandma called Africa Bambata by his real name, which I can't remember because it was too long ago. Called me up, took me home. She said, hey, baby, do you want to be a part of the Zulu Nation? I was like, what's the Zulu Nation? I heard it's a gang. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. You can totally be a part of it if you want. I can call Africa Bambada and you can get on the, on the list and be on. Okay. And he, she picked up the phone, called him up. Called what him are the perks of being in the Zulu Nation? Medallions? I don't know. Like, uh, you yeah. know, there, were, there were no perks because there weren't any, any real gangs left in the, the 80s and early 90s Bronx. So yeah. there weren't really, you couldn't do anything. The cops would beat you up either way. So, <laughs> so uh, called him up, spoke to Akbar Bambada on the phone, and he was a really nice guy. He was cool. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's a good story. Yeah. Uh, okay, so listen to Adam Sessler. You guys talk about X-Clan somehow. You talk about X-Clan. You don't know what the fuck it is now, but you're talking about it for a half hour with Adam Sessler. I know. Uh, I know. I could talk about it for an hour with you, Sweet but except Jesus. you can't because you don't know shit. I don't remember. It's, okay, a, it's well, been how, a long. It's been a long forty-eight hours. That's the right. only reason why. What's the second favorite show? What's the second one? So say they say you peaked their buying bone. You tickled their buying bone with that first Adam Sessler show. Yes. What's the one to seal the deal and make them fans forever? I think the Evan Narciss show that we did. Uh, he did an article. That's a Kotaku dude, right? That's a Kotaku dude. Yeah. That guy. He's I a, made a bad impression with him once. Really? He came and was playing. It was a couple. It was a show this year. It was at the Microsoft. It was at the Microsoft Expo pre packs. Yeah. No, it was two two years ago. Yeah. And he's checking out. I think I had Gunsport there, video okay. ball, and he's checking it out. And. Um, he said his name, and he's got the he's got like a weird Kotaku site. It's like it's like a prefix, right? What is it? What, what do you he's mean? He's got his own like Kotaku. I think it's like Evan. I think he's like Evan dot narcissus at Kotaku, something like that. No, but it's it's anyway. It, but he's got well, he, the Kinja thing. Yeah, the Kinja thing that they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, he writes about a bunch of like culture stuff on there, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm like, I don't like Kotaku, but I like that shit. Yeah. And I started off by telling him. Oh, man, I never go to Cop Talk, but I'll check your stuff out sometimes. Yeah, yeah. He did not like that. <laughs> I mean, it's the way I feel about Kotaku right now for a while, actually. I will read, I'll read Klepek, I'll read Narciss, and then I usually don't listen to much. And uh, Hernandez, she's dope. Um, anyway, continue. Yeah. Well, why, is that a good, why is that a good show? Oh, so that one we talked about in an article that he did uh, talking about him as a black dude writing in the games media and how it affects him in his daily life. Um, and he kind of did it right after you wrote the article, and it was kind of raw. Uh, so we got him, like, right with all the emotions oh, that kind of nice. came along with that. We're going to fucking capitalize on his pain. Nice. Good job. <laughs> I asked, like, oh, like, a couple days before. I just made sure. I was like, if you're sure, you can do it. I'm down. If you don't want to, I'm totally get it. Yeah. But I don't, I don't capitalize on pain. I try to just give people a platform to talk about the things they want to talk about. That's it. I think... I need to tell you about the black experience. I, w- I would. I would. Dave, I will. Dave Lai will tell you what the black experience w- really is like. I want this all day, every day. I want this to be a show on VH1. Um, Dave Lang, the black ears. Well, I, what's, I the, what's the equivalent of like mansplaining a black guy about blackness? What's the equivalent of that? With mansplaining, but it's that white people. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> We've had to come up better. That, that, that also, like, there's also genocide in there. There's other things. No. This is a very specific thing there's we're talking none about. None of that in there. What are you talking about? Very specific thing we got to talk That's about. That's like, not true. I'm trying to explain to you what it's like to be black. What should we call that? Shit. I don't, oh, man. There's too many. There's too many versions of that. I don't know. There's too many. There's a lot. We'll, we'll, we'll get it. Uh, Team GFB listeners, get at me. Get a Khalif on Twitter. Let us know what we need to call this. <laughs> this is a thing we're going to make into a thing. Can, can, we, can we do this as a weekly show? Where you walk me through blackness? Khalif, here's what your guidance counselor is getting at, by the way. <laughs> he was trying to push you in a you know, lucrative career in sports. Um, <laughs> he didn't know about your ankle condition. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, we want you to be the Raymond Felton of Raymond Felton. So that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you're, you're about the same height and you're oh, about the Al same Johnson. weight. Al, oh, yeah, yeah, Al Jolson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Al Jolson. Yeah, yeah. I just Al Jolson Khalif. It's <laughs> good. All right. Perfect. <laughs> I, w- I want this to really be a show. So we just Al Jolson. This, this is, is like this is like the reverse Robin Big. How, how, about, how about we do it? We just do a new 15-minute podcast. We yes. do one a week or one a month maybe. Not a huge commitment. But we, someone can do. Yeah. And we'll call it uh, the Al Jolson cast with Khalif and Dave. I'm okay with that. Done. We'll figure that out. And I'll explain to you what it's really like to be black in these streets. Or give me five on the other black-hand side. We can make that one. Both too. sides. On both sides? Bla- yeah. No, because then uh, then we have to deal with Yasin Bey, who I don't want to call Yasin Bey. I want to oh. call him Mostaf. Um But that's not nice. Well, yeah. No, you're correct. Yeah, you got to respect that. I don't want to disrespect the man's name. Um, do you remember how we first met? Uh, Sean, right? Did Sean introduce nope. us? How do we meet? We first got in contact with each other through Twitter, uh, talking about third base. Oh, was that with Ryan? Yes, it was. Okay. Yes, it was. Yeah, he was wrong about that. Still so wrong. <laughs> we, I was like, Dave Lang, I like Dave Lang. Dave Lang talked a little bit of shit about third base and how this one was better than that one. I was like, I appreciated that. That was good stuff. Uh, I mean, obviously, like, if you're a search guy, yeah. I just, I don't, I can't even wrap my head around that possibility space where you think search is cooler and better and a better Pete Nice was Pete corny. Nice. Pete Nice was corny, but he had doper rhymes. No, he didn't. He, he did. was terrible. Oh, El, El Terrible? He's El Terrible. Uh, He's terrible, in the words of Charles Barkley. Well, this will be, so this will be actually the first thing we talk about on the Al Jolson cast. Okay. <laughs> this will be the first topic of conversation. Uh, what are you going to next? What are you going to check out? Uh, I have no idea. Um, I think I'm going to go and check out some more indie stuff. Fat Princesses looks cool. I want to go check that out and see what the deal is with that. Um, and I haven't checked out Far Cry Primal yet, so that's it's something. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of stuff. Check out that stuff. And cool. Play that. When you in town till? When you leave? I am leaving this evening. I oh. should have got should have took an earlier flight so I can go home early, and because I have to work in the morning, but I'll be home at midnight. Sometime. That's like that's like an hour flight for you, Portland. Two hours. Two hours. Two hours. Not bad. When are you coming up to PDX, man? When are you coming to Portland? Uh, I we don't work with the Intel anymore, so I don't have a lot of business reasons to go out there. I was going to go to XO this year, but it fell through. So yeah. maybe XO next year? Yeah, I'm down. When you come up there, we'll hang out. We'll get some food. Oh. Get some drinks. I like food and drinks. We'll get food and drinks. I like food and drinks and uh, taking advantage of black people. Well, hmm. I, mean, you have, I don't even go to those neighborhoods. So I, don't know what you're gonna do. I don't even know how to do that. I know, that's what, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll show you, Khalid. <laughs> you, you need to bring you, me to the place? You show me where the black people are, and I'll show you how to take advantage of them. Did you know, Portland fact, that Portland has per capita the most strip clubs in the United States? Uh, that's. I did only, not know that. The only reason I say that is because they have really good food. Why do you think that is? Do you have to have a food at a place? No, no, no. I mean, why do you think they have the most strip clubs? What about Portland? Like, there was uh, there was some talk about how that kind of played into like sexual freedom and liberation in some ways, and huh. how that kind of played itself out. But the best steakhouse is an actual strip club, which is weird. Ugh, that's depressing. It's gross. It's gross yeah. and weird. It's weird. But um, you talked about food, and I was like, there's a really good food spot 
Just like that. Just like that. Uh, we will not be talking about that on the Al Jolson cast. No, uh, no we can't do that. We that's, won't do that. No, that's, that's dirty. Okay. Well, there's Ratchet. Ratchet. Go. Love it. Oh, oh. Drop a hot 16. Yeah. Come on, Dave. To the sound of Ratchet's boots. A lot of boots. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, he's walked away. Shit. Just like that. Damn it. Um, First cast. Khalif Adams, thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me, Dave Lang. Hopefully we can do this again on my show. We can hang out. We'll do it on your show, and then we'll do the Al Jolson cast. Yes, okay. I'm aware of that. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Lastly, uh, Isaac Torres of Iron Galaxy Studios. Uh, kind of just a real quick uh, four-minute interview uh, I want to get him talking about hey, what he does at IG, what he does on Killer Instinct, uh, kind of his background. Because we have so many people kind of like aspiring to get into games that listen to the show. Um, he came from super modest beginnings in QA and is now kind of a designer. Um, and I want to talk about that. But Isaac, you know, frankly, was giving horrible advice. So we shut the podcast down early. Isaac Torres of Iron Galaxy Studios. How the hell are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Tell people about Isaac Torres. What do they need to know? Uh, I'm a man of mystery. Uh, I'm super exciting. I'm really awesome. That's all you need to know. And of <laughs> ambiguous ethnicity as well. Yes. Yeah, nobody knows what the hell I am. Uh, I know I don't like it. I can safely <laughs> say that much. I, I don't know what it is, but I don't like it. Uh, that much I know. Uh, so you worked in NetherRealm for a bit. Yes. Started in QA. Yep. How long were you in Nether Realm for? Uh, 11 months. 11 months. And then did you, is that like the contract was up or you left? Or Yeah, my contract was up. Uh, normally they do to nine months. They extended me for two extra after that. And then I got bopped. <laughs> and then we brought you on to help dive kick. Yes. You started off a lowly QA employee. Yeah. So I actually, I had another job at the time after my contract ended at Nether Realm at a different company. And I had a contract that like was infinite, and then you guys gave me an offer for two weeks, and I took that offer. <laughs> Hashtag so smart. Yeah, yeah. What horrible advice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know what I was thinking, but it worked out in the end. It worked out. <laughs> and now you're full time, and you're doing some still some QA, but some design stuff too. Uh, not any more QA stuff. At design point. stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I should get you back in QA a little bit, just so just so you don't forget your roots. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to task you up on Monday. Oh, so, no. so what, do you, what kind of design stuff are you doing? I uh, I can't say some of the stuff that I'm working on. Well, you but can, Not the features or whatever, but like, yeah, yeah. Maybe like system designer, characters. You work on Killer Instinct, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I work on KI. I'm working on some of the, like, the AI for characters. I'm working on stages for characters. Uh, I'm working on special stuff for special stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm, I kind of have my hands like a little bit all over the place. I also do like uh, the command list for all the characters, name moves, and stuff like that. And then you help out with stuff like this where at PSX you're doing some PR marketing stuff here, just showing games off, showing indie stuff off. Yep, yeah. You know, I'm always at these events showing off some of the games. And then uh, I'm also, like, on the streams showing off, like, some of the KI stuff. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Um, what's your what's the thing, before you started doing design, what was your biggest misconception about, like, design as a job? I had no, I had no idea about anything. Uh, so I... Yeah, it was pretty much just a learning experience altogether. So I really had no expectations. Uh, although I guess the only difference is that it's really easy to pick up. Uh, and that was essentially the, the thing that took me by surprise. Like, I was always really nervous. I was like, oh, no, how am I going to do this? But it turns out it's really easy. 
Well, that's probably still bad advice for kids out there. <laughs> yeah. uh, kids design super easy, as it turns out. <laughs> uh, anyone, anyone can do it. It's nothing with innate skill or talent. Just go ahead and start designing things. It'll be good. Yeah. Bad <laughs> advice. Bad advice, Isaac. Um, what, if you get a time machine and tell Isaac of 10 years ago one thing about Isaac today, what would you, what would you either inform him about, warn him of, or what would you, what would you tell that Isaac? Uh, I would say don't go to school for graphic design or computer science or psychology. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, that's what I did, and it was, I've done nothing with any of it, so. You, went, you did some comp sci? Uh, what is what computer science? Uh, yeah. See, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did for a very short time, and I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. Didn't like it. Yeah. Just mentally, it's not. I, it just makes no sense to me. Are you born in Chicago? Yes. Chicago born and bred. Yep. Uh, west side. Uh, like yeah, West Side. Yeah, roughly West Side. Yep. Cool, Isaac Torres. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. That's it. Uh, that's all the interviews. I hope you guys enjoyed them all. Um, if you want to get at us, you know, communicate with your crew, me and Daryl Wisner at Team GFB Radio. There's many ways you can do it. You can do it at Twitter, at, at Team GFB Radio, or me, at Joseph J. Brony, or at Daryl Wisner. Uh, two R's, one word. Uh, you can send us an email. TeamGFBRadio at gmail.com is the way to get a hold of us. Sometimes we will read the emails and answer questions. That's the thing that happens sometimes, too. You can go to the website, TeamGFBRadio.com. There we have a whole bunch of good stuff. Uh, show notes, archives, etc. iTunes store links, all that jazz. Um, and that is the absolute best ways to get a hold of us. Um, so for now, I guess I'm going to say goodbye. Um, Team GFB Radio, uh, we always leave you with revealing what the GFB and Team GFB Radio is and has always stood for. Um, right now, I'm going to I'm going to come clean. Um, I've been lying to you all up until this point. Um, lying's too strong, misleading. Uh, I want to keep one secret safe, just for me, just for my own mental well-being. But it's time to let it out there and let everyone know what GFB actually has always stood for. Uh, now that the game's been announced, I can finally say the GFB and Team GFB Radio is and has always stood for Golfing Fighting Bots. Uh, so for Team Golfing Fighting Bots, my name is Dave Lang. Uh, Daryl somewhere is saying goodbye, even though he doesn't know why. And peace.